Louise. Hello, Kim. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And before we get started today, for those of you who are joining us from the United States and have no idea why we're wearing orange shirts today, it is not because we are in the spirit of Halloween a month early, but it is because we are recognizing the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation in honor of all of those impacted by the residential schools in Canada. Um, Louise, where are you today? I here am in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I would like to acknowledge that I'm located within Treaty 1 territory, um, located on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, the Cree, Dakota, and Oji Cree nations. And I want to recognize that this is the birthplace of the Métis Nation and the heart of the Métis Nash Nation homeland. Beautiful. And I currently live on the unceded lands of the Ganyegehaga Nation, colonially known as the island of Montreal. Um, so we are glad that you are joining us here today for the Your Kick-Ass Career Weekly Wrap-Up. Um, we are going to get into all sorts of juicy goodness today. But before we do, Louise, what are you celebrating? Um, what am I celebrating? <laughs> she knew the question was coming and she's still thinking. I did. It's, this is what my clients do to me all the time. They know it's coming and then I... <laughs> Oh, let me look at my calendar and see what went really well. Uh, I'm celebrating. You know what? I'm celebrating getting some time back. I know we, I, I often talk about how we don't get time back, right? Uh, and I was signed up for some training this week that I was really looking forward to. Um, I went to the training and it was not at all what I expected, and so instead of sitting there um, being frustrated because that wasn't what I expected, um, I decided not to go. And I got that time back and I felt like I used it much more effectively um, in bringing some of those things that I, I probably knew all the stuff that I was going to go to training with anyways, but it's kind of leaning into that, I guess, and, and getting that time back, but using it really, I felt like I've used it wisely um, and, and made, and made some good inroad inroads this week. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, and it is so interesting. And, and if you are joining us here live, please drop in the comments, what you are celebrating this week. We would love to celebrate along with you. Um, and if you're uh, watching this on replay, you can still drop it in the comments. We'll still see it and we'll still celebrate with you. Um, I am celebrating our launch. <laughs> we did that too. <laughs> we did that too. So I am totally celebrating. So last week we did our live workshops leading up to the launch of our Kick-Ass Career um, Collective, which is our online membership program for entrepreneurs and professionals who really just want to do work differently, who believe that um, work doesn't need to be a place where we feel like we're slogging through and um, we can actually create something that works for ourselves. Um, so we are, have launched um, and we're actually closing the doors tonight at midnight on our founders cohort. So if you're interested, um, oh, I ooh, I forgot to drop the other link in. Let me drop that in and then I'll drop the link for your kick-ass career in there. Um, this first link that's going in um, is to put out there for um, anybody who doesn't know what the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation mm, is. Um, because if I was in the States, I may not know what it is. Um, and I think it's important that people know. 
Um, and if you are, I'm trying to type and talk, and we know that that's always a bad thing because things get spelled really interestingly. All right. Um, if you get a chance, head on over to yourkickasscareer.com if you're interested in checking out what this collective, what this online membership is all about. We'd love to have you join us. The Founders Cohort is closing tonight at midnight. Um, if you reach out to us and let us know that you're interested in considering uh, joining us and want to have a conversation, there's some ways to do that as well. Um, so we would love to talk to you and find out how to create your kick-ass career. So I am celebrating that we've like we've birthed this thing into the world. <laughs> 18 months ago, we birthed a beta version of it. And we kind of came back to ourselves and said, no, what? That wasn't quite right. How do we want to do this again? And now we have this big, beautiful vision that now has been birthed into the world. And it, it's like this tiny little baby. And it's so cute. Mm -hmm. And it's like about ready to like put on a little superhero cape and go flying around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fantastic. And and Kim and I are in there learning um, with everyone else, right? Like designing your own kick-ass career isn't like a one and done. It's not like you, you nail it and then you move on to something else. It's this intentionality um, and this continuity that keeps us moving forward and keeps us feeling connected to the work that we do. Um, it's, it's right. Like you're not taking your eyes. I don't want to say you're taking your eyes off the road because you still do get to look around, but it, it's, it's a journey. It's not a destination. And that's why we've got um, the community was so important. It's a big part of that. Um, keeping us moving, uh, keeping us intentional, keeping us plugged in so that we don't end up um, in a place where we don't feel so great. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we're going to talk more about this next week. I tend to do this. I like drop the little nugget of what we're going to talk about next week. Um, this idea of titles and like, how do we use titles? And so even this idea of career, um, I was having this conversation with an entrepreneur the other day who said, well, that the concept of career doesn't resonate with me because I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm like, wow, I'm an entrepreneur too. And it totally resonates with me because I, it is my career. Right. I've had I, I each stop along the way is a different part of my career and it's still my career and I'm developing it as a career. Um, I may not be somebody who had a hard and fast career trajectory ever because that's not who I am. I definitely have had a career and I'm in a career and I'm building a career. Um, so as Louise said, we're in there and we're part of the community. Yes, we bring resources. Yes, we bring our knowledge. Yes, we bring our badass selves to the table every day so that you can do more epic shit. But we're also in there learning from you. And that's what's so cool about the collective and the community. And the reason why we intentionally chose the word collective for this online membership was this idea of we are in it together with you. Yeah. Um, we are, we don't believe in dogma in that way, probably in any way, but we don't believe in that kind of dogmatic, like top down, um, type of thing. We, we know you have wisdom and, and, um, we want, we want to share that with you. So, yeah. So there's a little celebration. I might be a little excited about it. <laughs> Just a little bit. Louise, what are we talking about today? We're talking about getting out of our own way. That's what does that self, even mean? That's that self sabotage, right? Like yeah. how we, how we take our best intentions 
um, and and yet still not turn them into a reality. Um, and yeah, I was thinking about this because well, I do it all the time. And it's just to varying degrees of how it shows up in my life um, and in what bucket it wants to fall in, but it does fall in into a lot of places. Um, this idea of self-sabotage. I have a, um, I think it's a, it's a phrase and I know that I'm self-sabotaging when I hear myself saying um, that I don't know what to do next. Oh, yes. That's my phrase. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty common though. Like I, so any current and former clients who are listening, I am not bagging on you, I promise. <laughs> but when I hear the words come out of somebody's mouth, and it doesn't matter if I'm working with them in a coaching session, or I'm married to them, or I gave birth to them, or I'm talking <laughs> to them because they're my dear, dear friends, when they're like, I don't know. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> I just, right? It's like, you do, you just don't want to speak into it. Yeah. Well, you did because it's like, it's not that I don't want to speak into it. There is a, um, there is a real block for me sometimes, right? That, that just, I just really don't see it. It is like a, um, a plate glass window, right? A clean one. Um, that you just really don't see that there's a window there. You don't see that there's um, something that's preventing you from moving forward. Um, it it feels really real, hundred um, percent. It does, and <laughs> and I am not saying I never self sabotage. I self sabotage all the time. I'm human. It's what we do. All right, let's back up just a little bit. Let's, let's make sure that the people who are listening in here actually know what it means to self-sabotage. Like, what do some of those behaviors show up as? Oh, those are those, those, the, yeah, those things that we do that pull us away from doing those important things. Right. right. So, like so perfectionism, perfectionism, um, there's martyrism, right. When you're a martyr, uh, people pleasing, um, right. It pulls us out of ourselves, uh, and puts us into a place, um, that we're not doing our, the work that we want to be doing. And when I say work, I mean like stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And that procrastination, procrastination. Right? Yeah. huge part of it. Um, so it's all, it, it's a lot of peas. Um, but, but there are, there are these behaviors that we have that are actually self-sabotaging behaviors. We can avoid, we can people please, we can, um, be too controlling We right? Mm -hmm. We're in that place where we're trying to, and, and some of that is perfectionism. Some of that is just that controlling nature. That's not about being perfect. It's just about controlling it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, um, being hypervigilant right? Like that part of our brain where we're sure something bad is going to happen. It's when we go into, you said martyrdom or victimhood. Victimhood. Yeah. Right. Um, so all of these are ways that we start to self-sabotage ourselves, that we get in our own way. Um, and so when, when those things come up, that's that plate glass 
that you're talking about where you're just like pushing against it and you can feel yourself pushing against it. And, and the way that it shows up for you is by saying, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to get around this thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Chef Q. Chef Q is in the house with this truth bomb here, the need for perfectionism. And then I end up doing nothing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's what happens. We end up doing like trying to be perfect and we end up doing nothing. We have just self-sabotaged ourselves out of what it is that like, and Louise, our values. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, so here we are. So identifying kind of how you self-sabotage or how you get in your own way, I think is the first step is kind of really starting to unpack and understand like how it shows up in your, in your day, in your life. And that's so important because you can't, it, you have to know what's, um, what's going on before you can understand how to, how to tackle it, how to solve for that problem. Um, and then understanding a little bit about why it's there. You hear my, I have a tickle in my throat. I do. I'm like, Oh, that throat chakra just went a little nutty there trying to, trying to keep you from talking about the self-sabotage. Um, right? it's, it's it's yeah. yeah. It's so it's those things, right. That, that starts to, um, I think that gets us started on the road to figuring out how to get out of our own way. Well, and I love, you know, you were saying to solve for it and, and algebra came into my brain having a 12 year old that, that makes sense. Cause like we, we deal with it in the house right now, but it's, we're solving for X, right? We don't know quite yet what we're solving for. We know we're, um, we're coming up against a problem. We know that something feels crunchy. We know that we're trying to get somewhere and we're not getting there. So we're solving for the unknown. And when we can figure out that unknown, right, and give it a name, oh, it's perfectionism. Oh, I'm avoiding. Oh, I'm deciding to be distracted and I'm procrastinating. Oh, right, I've put my head in the sand. Whatever those things are um, that, are, that are getting, whatever that X is, once we can solve for it, then we can start to develop our way out of it, right? There are those amazing tools that we can work with once we have a sense of what we're facing. So how you talked about the, I don't know when it shows up, um, right? That, that place. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get around that when you're like, I don't know. So <laughs> you're going to, you're going to laugh. Um, so these are the, so I, I take, I take, I use my own strengths, my values, those things that I'm already good at to get me through that. I don't know place. So for me, it's, I don't know what to do next. So I don't know what the next most important thing is. And so setting myself up for success at the beginning of the day has been really, really helpful to say, let's look at what are the important things that I want to be doing and, and taking some time to do that. So during the day, I don't slip into that little place um, because if I don't know what to do next, then I'm out the door 
doing something that I do know, right? And so laundry, I know how to do laundry. Um, dishes, I know how to do dishes, right? Oh, Lordy lady, do something more fun. <laughs> so I know, I know that. And so, so that's one way that I have tried to implement kind of being a little proactive, knowing that that's my default. And another way is that I have a project management board. So I have a, a list of things that I've categorized, that I've broken down into um, small tasks that sometimes can take 10 or 15 minutes, a place that I can get started, that I can pull up and say, I might not know what the next big thing is. I do, but I think I don't. But now I can pull some small little sticky off of my project board and I can say, oh, I get to start here or I get to do this. And then that gets me going because I, I, this idea of, of what's next, like there's only one next right thing is where I go. And it's like, that's just not true. Right. Um, there so are the lots of things, right? That's the yeah. fallacy is there's only one thing. Yeah. There's many things. There's many things that I can do that's next that are all either equally important or equally impactful because I, I've taken the time to create that list. I have those things that I can pull off and I can get through. And it's often very temporary, right? It's not like I'm like throwing up my hands going, oh, I don't know what to do about, right? It's like, it's these little things that throw me off track. And so then I have these little things that can pull me back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I'm listening to you and I'm like, yes. And right? Because that's, you're dealing with that perfectionist who is saying there's only one right choice, yes. right? Yeah. There's only one right choice. And so when I go, when you go from what I'm hearing, when you go off track, it's like, that. but there's only one choice because the perfectionist is going to say that. Right. But I've, I've used the tool. I've used my tools and my strengths to say, no, yeah. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. There are many things that can happen next. So that, so I've leaned into that, but you're right. Like, but it's recognizing these things, right? It's taking the time to do the deeper work so that when these things come up, when you hear these things in your head, they're, they're no longer distracting or pulling you away. They're flags to say, Oh, rely on this tool. Oh, go and do this thing. Right. We have to retrain our brains to say, when this happens, this is now where I want to go. When I hear myself say, I don't know what to do next, or there's only one next right thing. It's not my perfectionism that, that kicks in. It's like, oh, I have this tool right here um, that can help me get through that crunchy spot. Right. So it's not that you haven't self-sabotaged. It's so that you're not taking yourself so far off course with the self-sabotage. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're right. Recognition there that yeah. that we're not preventing ourselves from self sabotaging. We are um, having ourselves prevented from going so far off course. Thank you so much for joining us from France. How exciting to have somebody from France! France like we are now truly international, not just <laughs> North American. Um, so uh, yeah, I think for me, so well, perfectionism is definitely in there. My two big, uh, the two big ways that I self-sabotage are through distraction, right? Which causes procrastination. Mm -hmm. um, 
and um, controlling. And it's interesting because it's, it's again, not, there's a nuance there because it's not so much about having it perfect. For me, it's controlling. And so very often this shows up for me spending all of my time in my calendar. If I can control my time mm. by controlling my calendar, right. then everything will be fine. So by, and that act in and of itself also becomes a distraction. So now I'm avoiding whatever it is that I need to take as that next step, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's because I don't know, I don't know what that next step is. I haven't identified what that next step is. Sometimes it's because I absolutely have identified that next step. And there's so much fear that is coming up in me. And I don't recognize it as fear because my saboteurs have come in, right? And have said, ho, ho, you don't have any fear. What really needs to be dealt with is your calendar, <laughs> and which is bullshit. That does not need to be dealt with in the way that I deal with it. Um, sorry for all of the swearing today. <laughs> that happens when Mercury is about to go out of retrograde, as I swear a lot on the show. Um, I swear a lot. Uh, so... Yeah. So it's, it's interesting how the different ones show up and how we can tell. So like, I know when I'm spending an inordinate amount of time in my calendar, not just seeing what's coming up next or scheduling something in, I'm like, Oh, what am I avoiding? What am I avoiding? Why am I in here? Why am I, why am I trying to control things? And what am I avoiding? And then I'm able to go back and see, okay, this is what's going on. Sometimes it's, it's, I'm overwhelmed by all of the things that are going on. And so there's something that I can control. So if I feel that overwhelm, it's okay. So like yesterday I was feeling it and I had a huge stack of, of papers and sticky notes and things on my desk that I was like, these are all things that I need to get to at some point. Yesterday I took an hour. I took everything. I took my journal. I took, you know, my notebook that I keep by. So I write down when I'm talking to somebody, took everything downstairs away from my computer. And I took a stack of note cards and I wrote on the note card one or two words to remind me of something that came up that I want to do. I decided the three things that I was going to accomplish between now and Monday. Those three things are note cards that are on my desk. Everything else is in a box. And I was like, I will get to you. You don't need my attention right now. Right. You don't need, I do not need to be cognitively overloaded and thereby creating more overwhelm for myself, which will then cause me to live in my calendar or find other ways to distract myself and procrastinate right. doing these things. Right. So the things that I heard from you were, it's so first of all, it's really important to understand like how you self-sabotage, right? So we talked about saboteurs and you have, you do a great thing with the saboteurs and, and helping people understand that. Uh, and then it's recognizing like, where do you go? Like, what's your trigger? So you can know your saboteur and then you know your trigger for you. It's your calendar. So you recognize like those two things. And then you said, is it that you ask yourself these questions around what are you avoiding or how do you, how do you bring yourself back from like being like, so engrossed and trying to control your calendar. What's that, what's that that brings you back? So I actually do mindfulness, uh, the mindfulness thing that we did on our last thing, which was mm -hmm. the 54321, which is using all of my senses to bring me back to the moment. And I re and then I'm able to say, what is it that I'm actually feeling? Mm -hmm. And so if it is disconnected, if it's overwhelmed, if it is um, afraid, if it is, you know, uh, 
I can feel uh, avoidant, right? I can feel like this is something I don't want to do and not be able to recognize the underlying feeling to it. But once I recognize I'm trying to push something away, then I can understand what it is that I'm trying to push away. And, and then I can get under that. But yeah, I just, I get into the present moment using that, that exercise. And I just say, what is it that I'm really feeling? And then I start to pull that back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I just want to repeat again, because what Kim and I are saying, and I think that is so important is that we're not pushing ourselves out of the way when we're in our way. What we're doing is basically like, I see it like a dance where you approach yourself and then you kind of gently turn your partner to the side so that you can continue on your way. We're not talking about taking, we get stuck if we think we're going to completely um, remove our, our saboteurs. Um, from it. And we can spend a lot of time trying to do that, trying to push aside those things. And what we're saying is that through recognition, understanding, and kind of retraining, creating new habits for your brain, new habits for yourself, that you get to you get to transition through that sticky spot a lot quicker than, uh, than getting stuck. So it's not sticky. Um, it's transitionally, uh, right? You're passing through it. It's flow. Um, it, there's an ease there that comes with that. The more you do this, the more um, quickly you get to transition through that sticky place because it's about self-trust, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because so we self-sabotage because we have stories, we have voices, we have these things, right? And if you've been listening for any time, you'll know that my voice is back over here somewhere. All of my voices, all of the different ones. Um, very often there are these saboteurs. There are these ones that want to derail me and they don't want to derail me because they want to do me harm. They want to derail me because they want to keep me safe, right? My calendar is safe when I'm overwhelmed because I can control what is on my calendar. When I'm overwhelmed by a stack of stuff that I feel really badly that I haven't followed up on more closely, more quickly in the times that I think would be acceptable, I have now created a story about me that makes me bad or makes me irresponsible or makes me whatever. So my saboteur is going to say, no, you're not. Look at what you've done. Look at what you can control over here. So it's really trying to keep me safe right? So this is all the mind junk. It's all mind junk. And the way that, again, I get back to this place of being able to move forward is coming back into that present moment of getting out of the mind junk and into the body that has the knowledge. The body has the knowledge that you're just overwhelmed because you haven't, you have had a lot going on. It's absolutely acceptable that you haven't gotten through these things. Let's go through them and just see what's there non-judgmentally and creating that space for myself to then move through it. Right. So that just kind of took you through the life cycle of how self-sabotage shows up, how we recognize it, and then how we can move through it. Yeah. So, yeah, I love working with, with saboteurs and how we get in our own way all the time, because honestly, we do it all the time as human beings. And it's because of this big, beautiful thing in our heads called our brains. Yes. Um, and, and it gets very loud up here sometimes, right? 
And then we talk about the knowledge that we have below the shoulders, right? Our heart and our gut and what that really is trying to tell us when we can understand to tune this a little quieter. Um, we can use this a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, what else do you want to say about self-sabotage? Like it's okay. You're self-sabotaging, recognize it, you know, breathe into it. Breath is a big thing, right? You can, you can actually use that breath. Oh God, breath. I know I've pulled a card for Louise that was all about breath and she's really breathing. Um, so I'm going to run out of air pretty soon. No, you're not. Cause you're breathing. <laughs> um, I also pulled the card for somebody else today, which is really interesting her situation as well too. So, um, absolutely have that presence to presence to bring you back to the present. That will, again, the science behind it is it calms everything down. Your parasympathetic nervous system gets calmed down. And so you can start to look at what is actually coming up and how to move through and around that sabotaging behavior. Mm -hmm. This is something everybody can do. And it's something that Louise and I work with, with our clients all the time. I specifically work with the language of saboteurs. It is something that I find easily accessible, um, but you can use, there, there are techniques to do it, even if that language doesn't resonate with you. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's, we all do it. And I think it's, a, it's allowing a little bit of grace and compassion for yourself to say like, you know what, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine that you're a perfectionist. Um, it's probably served you well in many cases, because that's right. That's how the story comes to be true, right, or comes to the surface is that it has it does serve us. Um, right? Controlling situations does serve us. Avoiding situations does serve us. And so we don't, we don't ever want to not have those resources um, at our fingertips. We just want to be in control of when um, we want to control, be in control of our control. Well, um, you, right? you described this once before. It's like, if we have, if we let the saboteurs run the show, they're like a bunch of school students driving a bus, throwing bologna sandwiches and juice boxes around, mm -hmm. right? We just want to be the one driving the bus. Yeah. They're still there. They're having a nanny behind us. We are driving the bus though, right? And sometimes we will have the ability to say, shh, shh, shh. And sometimes mm -hmm. we don't need to because they can just run amok and do whatever they're going right. to do, but they're not triggering us. They're not flaring us. They're not putting us into this position of like, what do I do? Right. Because yeah. I'm not getting where I want to because I have just sabotaged myself because I'm listening to the toddlers. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's right. <laughs> that's perfection. That's all the saboteurs. All of at, them. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Summed up in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, some of them are a lot more moody and some of them will throw bologna sandwiches, but they're back there. They're probably, God, I have a tween. They're more like tweens and teens. I'll tell you than toddlers. <laughs> I love my kids. Um, yes. Um, fantastic conversations. Um, it is conversations like this that Kim and I have every week here on the weekly wrap up at your kick-ass career. And we'll also be having them within our community. 
Um, and you can reach us, find us here at uh, The Collective. We would love to have you. If you're thinking about, you know, how to right, identify your saboteurs, figure out how to get in control of your bus. Um, and bus. <laughs> bus. In control of your bus. I heard a T in there. All right. Sorry. So yeah, so the the collective is a great place if you're looking to up level um, whatever work you're doing in the world, whether you work for yourself or somebody else. We are there to help you up level it through conversations like this. Um, again, we bring in the resources, the conversations, and it's a collective. So we want you as part of the conversation, and your opinion always matters because here's the thing: it's your career. It's not it's mine. Life. It's not Louisa. It's yours. And so your opinion matters. Absolutely. Um, fantastic. Golden nugget. Oh my goodness. Um, I had not thought of, and it's interesting because I've used a lot of metaphors, but like that metaphor of, of being up against a plate glass window was really very, it was very powerful for me to see it that way because you can see through it. It's not like a, a curtain or something, like you can see the other side and you're like, but why am I not getting there? So I think seeing it with that, through the eyes of that metaphor, just really, um, I, I just found that really power, a powerful moment for me. So. Um, fantastic. That's why I'm a certified metaphor coach. <laughs> you are a certified metaphor. Did you know that there's such a thing as a certified metaphor coach? Um, well, now you do. And you have now met one. Um, there's a lot of power in that when you can visualize that. Um, it's funny because, you know, I do, I have talked. And so my golden nugget was a reminder of my, of the, of all of the kiddos in the back of the bus, throwing those bologna sandwiches and juice boxes. Cause that is what I see often. And to remind myself is when I'm saying, I don't know what to do next. That's not really me saying that it's someone else in control of my bus. Who's saying that they don't know what to do next. I perfectly well know how to drive a bus. Um, and, um, it's, it's getting me back in the driver's seat. So I really appreciated that too. I forgot about, I forgot about the bologna sandwiches. Oh my gosh. I use that. I use that metaphor all the time. Um, so next week, we're going to be back here, same time, same bat channel, and we're going to be talking about why titles matter or do they? And this really spurred to mind, again, that conversation that I had about, um, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, the word career doesn't resonate with me. And I'm like, really? Because that's fascinating. The title of entrepreneur is your career. <laughs> like, so having the ability to to talk about titles both within an organization or how we decide to define ourselves um do they matter i don't know let's talk about it yeah i love this conversation because i have it often with my leadership clients who are like i want to climb the ladder I want that SVP role. I want that CEO role. I want that direct role, right? I want it. Um, and so we get to dive into why do you want it and why is it so important? Um, Love it. That chime was my calendar calling. So apparently my control saboteur is in control. Right now. <laughs> so I apologize for that. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again today. 
Absolutely. Uh, it was good to have everyone here. Thanks for joining in the conversation. And we look forward to seeing you next week or join us in the collective. Right on. Take care, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.